This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Hello, we are back with another episode of Reporters Without Orders at News Laundry with our team of young journalists who we also call reporters. And today we have another guest joining us who is our illustrator. He uh, sketches and makes and creates those beautiful drawings that you see that accompany many articles. Anish. Hello. So uh, before I introduce the full panel, I would just like to plug our new Facebook and Twitter handles. For those of you who watch a Fallen News Laundry, you know we have five podcasts now, Awful and Awesome, Hafta, and El Charcha, Reporters of Orders, and Just Sports. So we have a Facebook page and a Twitter uh, handle dedicated to plugging our podcast so we can share more details about our podcast. So follow us on Facebook at News Laundry Podcasts and on Twitter, NL Podcasts. All right. With that, let me introduce the panel. Hi, Cherry. Hello. We have Sehela. Hi. Amit. Hello. Rohin. Hello. Anish. Hello. And Nidhi. <laughs> I know the name. It's not like I'd forgotten. I was just thinking, what is it with age that we, you know, when you introduce someone older, you give them the surname, either just the surname or both. But when you introduce someone younger, you don't give a surname. Have you noticed that? I just noticed I was doing that. I never say Abhinandan Sekri. And that too, that's because you have no respect for me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so let's start with you, Nidhi. I, uh, like you know, on this podcast, our young team of reporters shares stories that they think deserved more attention and more airtime or column space in legacy media but didn't get. And also critique stories that got way more attention than they deserved. So Nidhi, what do you think we have for the week today? Um, I had two stories I wanted to discuss. Uh, one, Anish will elaborate, so I'll talk about the other one before that. Uh, it was about a judgment that the Madras High Court gave that we should explore possibility for regular conjugal visits for prisoners. So a wife whose husband is in life imprisonment uh, went to court and asked that uh, her husband re be released for a few days to assist her in her infertility treatment. And initially the court denied permission, but then this time the court said that it falls under extraordinary reasons. What was extremely progressive, I thought, that was the bench said that the wife has a right to Article 21, which is right to life, where if her husband is uh, in prison, she doesn't need to suffer or she doesn't, she has the right to have a child. The bench also went on to say that the jail term was about reformation and not just punishment. So we should in fact, explore possibility for to see if we can have regular. Wow, that's a really visits. progressive judgment, man. I'm impressed. Yeah. Was this? Uh, did they just uh, get any front page space? Uh, not front page. I mean, it, it there inside. were small stories and even scrolled it a short television. I'm not sure. I don't have a TV, but uh, okay. mm. I didn't see anything on television regarding this. On okay. print, definitely, it wasn't on any front page. The bench also said that it would reduce HIV/AIDS among inmates because then they won't have frustrated sex as much. Right. No, but it's interesting because um, I know someone who was in Germany um, in prison. Uh, and they are allowed to go home for the weekend. Like, of course, it wasn't a violent crime. It was a an economic crime. But uh, he was allowed to go on Friday and return on like Sunday night. <laughs> so it's yeah. That's but, like, okay. Mm. That's like college almost. Yeah, it's almost like college. But I mean, but that's the thing. The the reformation is an important part of the jail term. It's not just punishment. Nice, good story. Uh, and you really read about that. Well done. 
and what's the other story that the you other one was uh, uh, what's happening in Dimahaso Dimahasao Dimahasao <laughs> so before I make any more mistakes let Anish talk about it because I think he should explain since he's a native so Anish our illustrator is from Assam yeah so Anish uh, on the WhatsApp group of News Laundry uh, you know editorial WhatsApp group you had shared some pictures and some information from Assam so what happened and uh, why are you why do you get first hand information do you know people who were in the in in the protest first tell us what happened so okay so what happened was uh, on 19th january this year uh, the wire published an article which uh, published a draft of uh, of the nagaland accord hmm. which was uh, which was called the rss nagaland rss accord. draft plan for nagaland accord rss draft plan for nagaland it accord. was an interview with it, jagdamba mall jagdamba mall yeah so the thing is one of the points that uh, in the uh, accord, in the draft in mm. the draft was the inclusion of our district uh, your of dimahasa your personal district and you are from there as well i am from there as well mm. uh, of that district in to the area uh, in, into the territory called greater nagalim mm. which is what the nagas have been fighting for uh now the thing is uh, this obviously led to a lot of confusion because uh, none of the ministers uh, none of the elected uh, officials made any statement about this mm. uh, clarifying whether it's true or not true. It's neither true or confirming not. nor denying yeah and they had been protesting since the 19th till the 25th the people of that the district have been protesting that, that are we going to be part of assam or nagaland yeah and uh, when on the 25th uh the people of maibang that's a town that's one of the major towns in the district blockaded the railway uh, line track mm. and uh, eventually they ended up uh, tearing off the railway tracks which led to uh firing mm. uh, of live rounds on the protesters and there were deaths and there were two deaths and eight injured um which led to a 48 hour band uh, and a boycott of republic day right uh, and a massive rally took place in which around 15000 people uh, took part in a candlelight march uh, 15000 really doesn't sound too much in terms of delhi but the population of the district is around to no, 2 lakhs no 15000 lot because the first pr- um Janlokpal protest when Anna sat before it became the circus um there was just about 4000 and that was big enough to be covered 24 hours i know cuz we used to count every day kitne aaye kitne aaye sorry yeah, mom, you were saying cherry wanted to say something also part of the uh, my mom was a part my mother went for the thing she couldn't take part in the for the protest for the, she went for the protest in half long uh, the I see. the, the one after, following day the day after yeah, cherry you were saying something i had a question like i was going through the wires piece and the piece that we carried so there were seven districts that were that the draft said would be a part of the greater nagalim right and dima hasau was one of those was there a similar kind of violence in the other districts and i do not know see the thing is i haven't read about other this is the one that affected me directly because and you were getting first hand information yeah. that were protesting mm-hmm. against uh, this accord, this accord. one is dimahasa and the other one i don't know the name see uh, initially like uh, rumors uh, the accord was signed in 2015 between the but is it authentic government. do we know that this is in fact no, the accord rss has said that this is not uh, we have we have no part in this bjp has said that we have because no part in this because this whole peace with nagaland was one of the you know achievements that they were holding up that see we've been able to right. you know yeah historic, uh, historic but accord but dimahasa has also been asking for statehood right. so there's that 
also. See, it's the not reason just why about people got a little agitated was see the thing. One thing that you need to realize is that historically, like all the different districts and states that exist right now have been carved out by the Britishers, uh, who had no idea of what our actual kingdoms or, you know, history or was. the tribes. Or, or know, the, the tribes, tri yeah. yeah. So, like, Dimapur was the capital of the Damasa tribe, which is now in Nagaland. I see. So when the Damasa tribe formed their own militant group and were fighting for uh, their own state called the Maharaji, they wanted a chunk of Dimapur uh, as well, uh, of Nagaland as well. Which obviously people said like, "Abhi bahut din ho gaya, ham tumhe dene wale." Oh, because that their tribe belonged to what is now Nagaland, but the yeah. capital was Dimapur, so they yeah. would need some of this and some of that. Yeah. So similarly, the Nagas right now are asking for Dimahasa because there are some Nagas who live in. Uh, the district. The population uh, distribution, if you check the census, is 52% uh, of the population in the uh, in the district is Dimasa and 7% is Naga. But because Nagas exist there, they want Nagalim, uh, Dimasa to be a part of Nagalim as well. Now, for those of you listening to this podcast, you have got a detail into this story, which I suspect no other media gives because this is what we call the North East. Is that right? Was this on any... Because I haven't really... Uh, watch television for the last mm. five there years. Was television, there, I don't know. Scroll had has yeah. covered it. Okay. Scroll had covered it. There's one coverage on ET, a small piece about the protest, but generally no one else has. I was looking through the papers this morning. There's been nothing. But by the scale of... No, uh, there are in the inside pages, inside, I think. But those small, are like inconsequential. Yeah, yeah. Like look at Kaas Kanj. Mm. We were all over. The yeah, no, exactly. That's over. an interesting one to the the, the the comparison between what how Kasganj is covered and how this Kasganj everyone's done a prime time. In fact, some of the channels have done a prime time kind of even misrepresenting what happened yeah. when there's footage available to the contrary. The issue with this uh, entire thing, uh, why a lot of people are also worried, is because this uh, if this is not resolved amicably between the Naga tribe and the Dimasa tribe, or the Naga tribe and any other tribe. There, there is a chance that there might be another tribal war. Yes, and uh, I mean, when I was shooting that, that's something that I was made aware of by all the people that here, if it is not resolved, um, you know, peacefully, then we won't go to the I authorities. Have been, I have lived through, no, I, I won't say like live, but I, have, I was there, has. my family has lived through two or three tribal wars. And they're ugly. The, yeah, uh, my parents got death threats. Uh, mm. There was there was one of the worst uh, scenarios was between the uh, Karbi tribe and the Dimasa tribe when they had a fight. Uh, so if you travel between Halflong to Guwahati, uh, uh, then there's a narrow stretch of road that goes through Karbi Anglong. That's the district of the Karbis. The Dimasa is the district of Dimasa. Uh, Karbi Anglong is the district of the Karbis. So. One day, a bus was going through it, and the entire bus was stopped. And all the Damasa people inside were made to step out and were shot. Mm. So, stuff like this happens. And ethnic cleansing of villages, especially villages near the borders, mm. uh, happens a lot. So, we have a story on this already? We have a report yes. on this? Yes. By Samrat. Uh, from Samrat. You'll have a link below. Alright, so do check out the link below. Maybe we should get some more coverage. Thanks, Anish. We might be doing a video on this as well. Okay, great. Maybe you should do a pictorial, like a, you know, 10 panel story, a, 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 you know, like Joe Sako kind of report, mm. illustrative that report. <laughs> but do it of, of this particular one. Forget the big story. Do it of this. I think that's a great idea. But thanks so much, Anish. Alright, uh, I'll see you guys later. Yep. Need to go back to work. Yes, go back to work. <laughs> Rohin, tell me. Anish's story is that in Nagaland, 
ऑल पार्टी मीट हुई कल और उन लोगों ने ये प्लान किया है कि वो बॉयकॉट करेंगे जो आने वाले फरवरी में पोल्स जो शेड्यूल्ड हैं वो उनका बॉयकॉट करेंगे और उसका कारण भी यही है कि जो नागा इशू है इसको पहले आप सॉल्व कीजिए उसके बाद ही हम पोल्स में जाएंगे और जो बीजेपी की एल है नागालैंड में नागा पीपल्स फ्रंट उनके भी जो स्टेट लीडर्स हैं उन लोगों ने भी उस रिकॉर्ड पे साइन किया और बोला है कि हम पहले नागा इशू सॉल्व करेंगे हालांकि बीजेपी ने उन लोगों को सस्पेंड कर दिया है जो ड्राफ्ट एनएससीएन आईएम के बीच और सरकार के बीच हुई थी उसमें अभी तक सिर्फ ये बात आई है कि हम शेयर्ड सवरेनिटी की बात है उसमें उसमें अभी तक ये डिक्लेयर नहीं है कि क्या क्या चीज़ें शेयर्ड होंगी और क्या क्या चीज़ें नागालैंड को ऑटोनोमस दी जाएंगी और ये वॉयलेंस भी उसका भी सेंटर यही है कि उसमें मुवैया का जो स्टेटमेंट है उन्होंने कहा है कि कुछ पार्ट्स जो हैं वो मणिपुर के होंगे कुछ अरुणाचल के होंगे और कुछ असम के पार्ट्स ग्रेटर नागालिम का पार्ट बनेंगे तो ये असम में जो वायलेंस है इसका भी सेंटर यही है कि लोगों को मालूम नहीं है कि उनके डिस्ट्रिक्ट्स इसमें आ रहे हैं या नहीं आ रहे हैं so और ये कोई क्लियर नहीं कर रहा है और एक और ऊपर आई डोंट नो टू प्रोनाउंस इट वेल मैं कोचिंग कुछ नागालैंड I mean I have extensively shot over there I've spent about 25 days driving I mean we started from Kolkata and by Santiniketan when we SM I've been to Tawang Arunachal Itanagar Nagaland I mean just mm. by road so you can mm. imagine what it was like I have never felt so cut off from what I would call civilization like when you you know cross Sela Pass um and when it snowed in I mean just just the insecurity will I make it and then of course th- the snow was cleared immediately to in the sense geographically geographically there's just something about that place where you really feel cut off yeah it's difficult to describe so there is a i mean even when i was shooting there was like i mean i felt more connected while shooting in like you know areas of chatisgarh that are supposed to be uh, maoist areas hmm. Hmm. but here you really do physically feel cut off because also because there was so much money involved right if my if i get delayed going back each day you're paying for the crew you're paying for mm-hmm. hotels so once snowfall and the pass getting snowed up you just you were cut off do the people call themselves indian or well uh, i that i didn't really see there are i mean you do feel people who are defiant about especially in arunachal um who i mean you don't get that sense in kashmir that they will not make a point to say we are not indian hmm. but they don't uh, they have a very condescending well not condescending but a uh, but this i mean they have a certain disrespect for the indian state because of how it's treated them but isn't it justified or the disrespect <laughs> no yeah no in a sense she's right it is in the sense it is because of the way it was treated right from nehru onwards there is a history on i think this was the first area where a uh, um, country used its air force against its own people it's the first recorded case in the world but anyway so yeah uh, hopefully we should get some more coverage of that ek ek experience tha wahan ka hum log du ke taraf se gaye the aur ye 2015 2014 december ki baat hai wahan pahunchne ke baad kai jagahon pe aapko patthar pe silanyas ki tarah dikhega aur us pe likha hota hai ki we were never part of india and we shall retain this truth 
वहाँ के स्टेट लीडर्स का ये स्टेटमेंट है और उस पर हमेशा वो उसको चेरिस करते हैं इस चीज़ को और वहाँ पे लोगों से अगर बात करेंगे तो वो ये बोलते हैं कि आप हम लोग को डिसरेस्पेक्ट करते हैं आप हमें इज्जत नहीं देते हमारे स्टूडेंट जब बाहर जाते हैं पढ़ने के लिए तो आप उनको इज्जत नहीं देते इसीलिए उनके मन में एक फीलिंग है and um, what do you think got way more attention than it required kasgan ki ghatna ko reporting to milna chahiye tha lekin jis tarike se narrative taiyar kiya gaya wo nahi hona chahiye tha jaise rohit sardana ne 24 ghante baad bhi jo report ki wo bahut matlab behudgi bhara tha aur badtameezi tha tarike se badtameezi tha ki aapke paas ground ka reporter agle din kuch aur bola aapko kam se kam maafi mang leni chahiye thi इतना तो सेंस होना चाहिए कि आप बिना जो नारे लगे नहीं वहाँ उस नारे को आप अपने तरीके से बोल रहे हैं उसमें लेकिन सपा के घनश्याम तिवारी ने उनको बहुत अच्छी बात कही बोला कि आपका स्क्रू ढीला हो गया on the discrimination uh, that students uh, not students from northeast uh, face in delhi so in all the conversations that i had with uh, the students from the northeastern states they would keep on saying uh, uh, that we feel uh, we face the violence from the indians hmm so that term itself is uh, quite disturbing for anyone living in the mainland india sure. that you know you might not say that you are not part of india but this use the use of the terminology that we face violence from the indians we are discriminated by the indians says a lot hmm. so yeah and the naga accord thing uh, it's been years now that i mean the, the biggest achievement of the narendra modi government hmm. uh, and uh, so it's on one hand while it's fine on the part of the nsc and im and the government that they have not declared what exactly the accord is about but after the accord you could see that there has been peace as far as im faction is concerned but then khaplang faction is again uh, more rebellious uh, the the uh, violence is uh, cross border violence is happening there so yeah and the news uh, one news that uh, i think should have been in the national media should have been covered properly by the national media both tv and newspaper was the death of uh, this gang rape victim in odisha yes it did uh, i mean i know it had a lot of um, repercussions in odisha yeah. politics it has yes. it's become a political hot potato right but it didn't get any national coverage uh, hindu and in express covered this on okay. length but uh, what is the report what's the story so in october 2017 14 year old uh, girl from uh, koraput district of odisha alleges that she was gang raped by four people in camouflage uh, dress mm. which uh, is being reported as that the, she was raped by four crpf personnel okay and uh, the thing is that after after the incident happened uh, according to the reports because we don't have any first hand report so uh, the police there the medical uh, the commission human rights commission there and uh, the people who were supposed to do the medical uh, test of the girl kept on uh, putting pressure on her so different kind of versions were uh, peddled in the media that she was never raped mm. and uh, uh, they tried to brainwash her these are the allegations and uh, so shockingly uh, the dgp itself was accused of 
trying to bribe the girl the victim in this case uh, with 90000 rupees just to change her version so and uh, this kept on happening for 3 months and uh, she tried to commit suicide uh, earlier as well and in on january 22nd and on this occasion how did she die uh, she hanged herself in in the house so uh, earlier she had uh, taken overdose of iron uh, uh, capsules mm. and yeah wow and i mean because this involves the forces it involves the local police um, yeah i'm surprised this didn't get didn't get the kind of play that that ordinarily something like this should get also of course on republic day there was that convicted child molester who was on in haryana from dgp right. but and yeah hmm. the uh, the bjd mp tathagat satpati had also written a column in the local newspaper saying that the police and the doctors are celebrating her death hmm. uh, because i mean there have been constant denial from the state because now everyone's you know free yeah. to go because now there's no version that can stick yeah, that's tragic Sahila how about you Yeah so uh, the news uh, which i think should have been uh, uh, like covered in a better way is something that happened in Kerala hmm. uh, So this is uh, I noticed most of your yeah, under, undercovered so news is from Kerala Basically yeah south is undercovered i guess You're like right I'm not just saying that they get your ethnicity but yeah what the hell might as well So but this is i mean uh, so the a man he accidentally fell uh, fell down from fourth floor of the building uh, into the into a busy road Is this the guy who crushed that four year old No. <laughs> wow, there was a guy who crashed a four-year-old jumping yeah. off. No, he was also in Kerala. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Not in Kerala, Chennai. Okay. Cherry just been guilty of the same thing that I'm accused of. South of India, so we came with Russian salary. And yeah, go ahead. So yeah, so the man he lied on the road uh, uh, for almost 15 minutes, and uh, we can see the entire incident is. Oh uh, right, no one came to his rescue. Yeah, came to. So the entire incident is recorded on CCTV, and you can see people gathering, and they just stood uh, looking at him and uh, looking at the building, and vehicles passed. Uh, but uh, more importantly, uh, you can see that after like almost 15-20 minutes, a woman coming, and she tried to like move him away from the road, and she is desperately. seeking others help to lift him up but no one lend yeah help hand so i think at least uh, it, this was really shocking for me because uh, in kerala still we still have that confidence that uh, if you met with an accident you won't lie on road someone will yeah, help you someone will help you so you so know i mean this just sparks a thought i'd like to know what the rest of you think if this would have happened in delhi this would have been touted as this is delhi this one incident epitomizes delhi and i have a serious problem with how delhi is represented in national media i mean those people don't know jack shit about delhi delhi is not just one thing i can't believe delhi is very complex and it's the only cosmopolitan city in the country and bombay is far from cosmopolitan in my view but why um but does everybody else agree this this should but be delhi national delhi also brings it upon himself upon itself like it also doesn't go out to report and do authentic reporting in so kashmir anything that or happens in, here becomes in the northeast it also decides to constrict itself to reporting in and around delhi Mm, I guess fair enough. Hmm. I see. And what do you think was covered more than it deserved? 
Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know you guys noticed it, but there was discussion in uh, national news channels like C uh, CNN News 18 and uh, Times Now and all. It is something that happened on Republic Day, where a Muslim woman uh, from Kerala led Friday prayer exactly from Malapram, like my district actually. Mm. So the, of course it's newsworthy, it's a revolutionary step, but the way it like the debate and discussions went on was really like, it was so funny in a way. Like what? What was so the line they the she was the first Muslim. Basically, the channels got it wrong. In the first place, they said this is the first woman who is leading a Friday prayer in India. But there was another woman who did the same in Tamil Nadu earlier. Okay. So first place, they got it wrong. And, um, and the second thing is that when you have a discussion on such things, I think you should, because the whole discussions revolve around a particular religion, a particular text, mm. and how the text has been interpreted. Mm. So you need scholars, not the so-called uh, self-declared maulanas on your panel for the first time. So there were no scholars? They were only of course, they are not scholars, because uh, to talk about, they are all imams. I don't know whether you guys have noticed, but whoever who has been invited to that panel discussions are imams. Imam as in whoever can read and write Quran can be an imam. And I can I can also be an imam. I can lead a prayer. We can, I can read and write and I also know Quran. Mm. But it doesn't give you the authority to speak on behalf of your community. For that, you need to be a scholar. So basically, I mean, you can't see at least one scholar in a, in a as if there is no sensible person in Muslim community. Like that's how the whole discussion yeah, I think that's goes. how the panels are set up as well. Yeah. I think that's and quite tragic. And here something I noticed that there was one woman, uh, her name is Varsha Bashir, I think. So she was one of the panelists in CNN News 18. And she made sense. She had very sharp argument, but uh, she was given opportunity to speak only one time. <laughs> then she got disappeared. So I don't know whether it's deliberate or, or a technical glitch, well, but I, I think you don't need sensible person on your, on your panel. Thank you, Sahila. That's um, that's interesting. But yeah, they, they, the way they set up these panels is worrying. And I think uh, I need one more thing to add. Also, when such things happen, I think the mainstream media, uh, they preconceive and convince themselves that, uh, like uh, the Maulana, so-called Maulanas, they will oppose it. They should oppose it. So, but it was really funny to see that every Maulanas in those panels, uh, they were not agreeing with what she did, but they were all like, yeah, she has the right to do that, what she thinks is right. So, and it was funny to see the angers trying to provoke them and make them like... Uh, that they like, should be really left and right, black, black and white. Mm. So, like, yeah, it went funny. It was so disappointing for them as well, I guess. So, mm. add on to uh, the... Uh, one thing that the media got it completely wrong. A, I think you should expect fatwas from the Maulanas for <laughs> speaking a lot against them. Yeah, yeah. Second, they were super exclusive by Times Now uh, a day before uh, Republic Day, I guess, on 24th or 25th. Uh, the left hijacks Tiranga. Hmm. <laughs> I saw. What was the what is that hashtag? What is it all about? Left hijacked the Tiranga is going somewhere, so the, somewhere it, else. It, it was basically uh, the exclusive news break by Times Now where uh, they were talking about how Times Now Republic left to check. Same, so, same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where they claimed that uh, the left government in Kerala has issued the circular which. Uh, has stopped the common man from celebrating the republic. How? Because the, it has asked the government offices, schools, and any building which receives fun, funds from the government to celebrate the uh, Republic Day, and the flag must be hosted by the head of the de department or institution, hmm. which is a norm. Okay. So, so what's wrong in this? So what is the hijacking? I don't understand. Because, uh, yeah, it's times now. Hmm. 
so, so because the common man was not allowed to host the program. Oh you, you, my you're not are getting you the point. <laughs> <laughs> my god man they've lost it yeah and it's, it's tragic that people I mean I don't know how many people but some people still watch Times Now thinking it's actually news like it's news where people with the brain have put together it's a lot of people watch Times Now I guess no, Times Now I watch Times Now but yeah. I know why I'm watching it what I'm saying is a lot of people still trust get their news yeah. from there which is hmm. yeah worrying hmm. it takes okay. time for people to finally come to know that I just okay. hope it's not too late but anyway so something that I wanted to discuss that should have gotten more coverage is one of the indicators from the economic survey while agriculture jobs and sun meta preference has gotten a lot of coverage one of the indicators that didn't was the was india spending on science that is research and development which is below its current economic capacity which means that just to give an idea to our listeners means that india is currently spending 0.5% of its gdp on research and development or rather this is what it spent in 2015 mm. and this is half of what china spent when its gdp was similar to the size of mm. india's and us spent 2.5% when it had a similar size gdp mm. so if we look at becoming a scientific superpower or if we want to let's say design autonomous cars we need to improve the spending on research uh, and this is something which sorry you were saying something no we go ahead. i mean it improves spending on research uh, I mean, yeah, but I think a good place to start would be getting a minister who believes in evolution, or at least considers it a possibility. <laughs> I mean, if you give him, the, he's what HRD minister of state, right? Um, yeah, MOS. Uh, now, if I HRD, if you give HRD, okay, here's like <laughs> fifty, you know, thousand crores set up labs around the country. I mean, I have no idea what man like that would do. I mean, what would he all- allocate those to? But then you don't need uh, money. Or- money to be spent on research because your our government's agenda is not research our agenda is skill india our agenda is bringing factories in mm. india and uh, make our uh, you know which is a very, it's the most difficult time to try to pull that off cuz everyone's trying to do the same thing so it's not the best time to succeed cuz trump is trying to, and he is going to be more successful in taking factories back into the us as he already has with chrysler and apple he's got two factories to move back into the us but sorry sehlai what you were saying about um that girl didn't get to speak i suggested a podcast and i suggest all of you listen to it as well it's from a series called more perfect where uh, this us ma- uh, you know the guy in the court who says all yeah all yeah rise whatever the where he actually noticed it's against the law which girl it's it's a podcast it's against the law in the supreme court in the us you cannot interrupt a judge i mean it's not just courtesy it's not allowed when mm-hmm. a judge is talking the lawyer has to listen and while he was standing there because his job is just to stand there he noticed that women judges were interrupted not just by their fellow judges but by lawyers as well and he was pretty taken aback and so then she he didn't issue contempt notices to them no because women get so used to being interrupted fairly yeah. conditioned yeah and then he actually tabulated that and he put the data a woman judge is three times more likely to be interrupted than a male judge and this is at the supreme court so if you're a regular woman then good luck if you get a sentence in you should go phodo nariyal <laughs> but you are not muslim so you won't phodo nariyal whatever else is the appropriate thing you should do but the, the point is that you know it's such a big anyway so go ahead cherry no but like okay <laughs> convincing the government to spend more would in turn require them to change their understanding of what science is hmm. and of course their agenda right and uh, this was not a topic of discussion No. was it were there any columns written on this there there was one uh, piece 
it was in the hindu or the indian express i'll put the link below right so where they have uh, clearly mentioned that how it is below the economic capacity and the need for investment and in research and development right but there is very little science coverage in our yes media right i mean i think other than ndtv was pallav bagla no one has a science editor or a science correspondent does anyone know no not that i know of right I see. And what do you think got way more than it deserved? I think the last week, first I spent honestly, I spent little time watching that because that's fine. Newspapers, anything, oh. anything that you thought got a buzz, even with social media, that you're wondering why the fuck is everyone talking about? I don't this? think I have value to add to that. So All I would right. not. Okay. Um, anything else anyone wants to add before I get you to give uh, recommendations on just any commentary on the media uh, one thing uh, like we had reported earlier when the jignesh mewani rally happened in delhi that you know right now the liberals are celebrating that it's republic and z news reporters were being attacked what if something like this happens where uh, you have someone else not mm-hmm. you know it's not republic or times now crew mm-hmm. but some other media house and mm-hmm. it has actually happened now where uh kasganj first uh, one of the abp reporters he was threatened he was given threats that uh, uh, his daughter will be abducted for the kind of reporting that he wow okay abp was one of the few organizations which actually came out with the report saying that both the uh, communities were celebrating mm-hmm. republic day and uh, and, and also debunking the claims well. that you know pakistan uh, there were slogans raised pakistan yeah. zindabad they put out that video as well yeah. right mm-hmm. so uh, a the threat and yesterday after the threat uh, the threats uh, started coming in the morning mm. and uh, later in the day uh, the abp crew was uh, kind of heckled the crew was attacked the they tried to attack the ov van uh, all this happened in kasganj so yeah. and uh, you are being uh, this is the award for I would say fearless journalism or at least sticking to the basics of journalism yeah it is worrying journalism becoming a high risk uh, which is why i think the incentive to do journalism public interest is going down which is why we need people to subscribe so we can send these young idealistic journalists to do what they came to report and not um, you know be propaganda pieces for whoever pays you the biggest sum you were saying also go to the northeast also go to the northeast sure uh, once well. before i get recommendations you were out reporting um uh, part of harsh mandar's uh, you know Karwan, uh, when is the report going to be out today is going to be out today yeah. before this podcast goes up your report is going to be up or after i don't know depends if anish uh, makes the illustrations <laughs> in time today today okay the, this, this podcast today. will go tomorrow okay. so you yeah. will have so the report be up. today Okay, so Manisha, Manisha shouts from the other side. We have today. So, um, but anyway, anything that you want to share with us that's not in your report that would be interesting? Um, I think the trip was. Uh, Harsh Mandar is a former bureaucrat. Haan. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm not being a typical man, but just, <laughs> yeah, just but just, say, just, just <laughs> set the con- issue a contempt notice. <laughs> Send set the context. I can. I can. Ha, I'll introduce Harsh Mandar. So he's a former bureaucrat, and now he's an activist. Um, and Harsh Mandar has been leading the bun- a bunch of people across the country. So last month they did a cross country tour. Uh, I was part of it for a week. So his initiative is very noble I think it's interesting at this uh, time when there's so much of hate and violence so there are a bunch of people who go around offering condolences to people families who've lost people to lynching or hate violence and communal violence and mostly they end up being dalit or muslim families mm. so this time they've started a monthly trip so they do 3 to 4 days uh, for me it was interesting because I think part of the trip as the youngest reporter and I have just started field reporting so 
but Harsh has this way of we just go sit for 15 minutes with the family, ask them what happened and it all happens way too fast that it it sort of also taught me what not to do on mm. field. Like that sort of uh, inquiring or just going and sitting, okay, tell us what happened and then you end up talking only to the male members of the family mm. and... And but then, for in in defense of Harsh, he is only offering condolences, and he's not reporting. So yeah, that's he's your not job reporting. To do. Mm. But then again, we don't end up spending as much time. And uh, Harsh also claims that uh, Harsh is a Gandhian and he follows Gandhi's philosophies. But for me, when I look at it from a distance, I also find that maybe so many people. So it's thirty of us, twenty of us going into these really intimate spaces, mm. um, and just asking them what happened can often even end up being violent. If not in the physical sure. sense, but sure. it can be violent to the family. So I'm very confused about how to make sense of the trip. All right, so do read Nidhi's report. Um, let's have our recommendations. Let's start with you, Cherry. What would you think would add value to the lives of our listeners? So there was an NPR podcast. Uh, it was released on Jan 10th, if I'm right. Uh, it was titled, What the Post Missed. It's an interview with Leslie Klepp, the man who was sort of given the charge of putting together the Pentagon Papers. It's interesting because it gives us an insight into, or rather it makes a compelling argument about what the movie actually missed. Uh, one of the things is the focus should have been on NYT because NYT was the one who, who put the next yeah. out, stuck the next out, right. Hmm. I've read a similar piece in Slate, which I kind of said that NYT is the one who put their shit on the line. Um, yes, Sihla. Uh, I'll recommend uh, an experimental podcast by Al Jazeera, uh, where they report, uh, where they interviewed their own reporters, analysts, and filmmakers, and uh, around the world. Like, and it's titled "The Stories Affect Us When We Are Out in the Field," and it's really interesting. Amit, uh, this is the short video by New York Times, uh, first episode of Interpreter. Is there something wrong with democracy? Four minute video. Okay. It's a four-minute video. Yeah. Okay. Ah, ji. Today, so news learn to Hindi. There are three or four articles Gandhi related. Hmm. So, usko padha jana chahiye. Chhing. Gandhi ke publishing pe kya vichar the? Journalism pe wo kya chahte the? Printing ko leke kya chahte the? Chhing. Usko padha jana chahiye. Nidhi. I'd like to recommend an essay. Actually, Arundhati Roy wrote some time back. But in this age, when we're so so much talking about nuclear warfare, she wrote an essay called "The End of Imagination," which was published. And she talks about how uh, fascism is just not about governance; is as much about people. And we have to take responsibility and become conscious of what it means to be citizens of a nuclear power. Okay, on the recommendation, since it's Gandhi, Bapu Gandhi's um, death anniversary. I might as well plug my own poem also. You see the link below, which I've written many years ago. I plug it every year, but uh, yeah, Bapu is my biggest hero. So yeah, when check that out. When did you write it? I have no idea. Years ago. Uh, but um, I would also like to show you, demonstrate, those of you who have been following this podcast, about three or four podcasts ago, I had requested our young reporters here to prepare a budget with the story that they want to do. This just to put on record, I still haven't got it. So if you think that I'm just kidding that they don't listen to me, they don't listen to me. Uh, so if they can prepare a 50-word brief of the story that they want to do and sit with me and make a budget for it, we'll put the budget up uh, with a little two-liner about the reporter and you can give directly into that report so we can send these youngsters out to report rather than their brain get corrupted spending time with us. 
So on that note, please subscribe to News Laundry, support to keep news free and independent, and support ground reports because opinion writing is easy. Thank you so much for joining us. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.